We're not gonna start until we get something organically natural, okay? That's the deal, make the deal, say yes. From St. Joseph, Missouri, here is Travis Lee Hartman. Welcome to the latest episode of Wayne In with Travis Hartman. I guess that was organic. That's the end. <laughs> organic and natural. This is episode 52, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, this here is B-Money, the producer, right here. That over there is Weekend Trav. You look a little different. It's the whistle. It, it must is, be. It is a whistle. I'm wetting my whistle. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, so we're here coming from the TH Boxing Facility, one of our media partners. Thank you so much. TH Boxing, as well as IF Enterprises, as well as Gulfstream Financial. We appreciate your media support. Weekend Trav, um, 52 weeks we've been at this. That is rounding out a year. Wow. We have not missed one single episode in 52 weeks. Yeah. I think that's cap off to you. Tip my cap to you, sir. Producer, you've done very, very well. Very well, it's uh, the whole adage of what's the definition of insanity? Doing the same thing over and over and, and over again, a expecting result. a different result. You know, but guess what? We got one. Yeah, our got... last episode was the most viewed episode. I think so. In it's, our um, one year, you know, and we appreciate all support and all feedback we get and comments, things like that. We like having exchanges with other boxing fans and people alike. Uh, so we do appreciate that on episode fifty-one and others along the way. We've had we've had plenty of folks chiming in at all the different episodes along the way and yeah. followers. Thank you so much. It's been great. And we're going to keep this thing going next week, I think, for our anniversary episode. One year. One year. So it might be a little late because it's 4th of July weekend. I know I'll be out of town, so just uh, out of uh, complete discretion there. Um, and weekend Trav celebrating his birthday, so I Very might. true. I'm going to be celebrating your birthday away from you. And America's birthday. And Ameri America. 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 You know what? If you ever had a question about our country and our defense system... I think POTUS would have put it to bed. We got plenty of nuclear bombs. We got plenty of tanks. We're ready to go. And speaking of tank, the we only, can draft. The only tank that I care to buy into is Gervonta Tank Davis. Yes. and I Did think, he not make a statement? I think he made a statement, and we're going to talk about that statement here in a few moments. We also have the return of Lomachenko. He took on Masayoshi Nakatani uh, in a, um, you know, it was a very, very... Solid matchup uh, over there on ESPN Plus and Top Rank. We'll talk about that and what's next for both of the winners of both of those bouts uh, heading, heading uh, into these uh, latter weeks in the summertime and into the end of the year. But we can trap. Yes, sir. You got to give me a little bit uh, of, I don't know, direction here. What are we looking at? You got the, you're wetting your whistle. You, you got the... There it is. You got the specs. <laughs> How's our audio after? Our audio is good. You got the uh, you got the zebra shirt, the, the pinstripes here. What's up? Listen, I've I've been listening to people. They've been private messaging us on our Instagram, maybe about at, at Wayne in with Travis Hartman on Instagram. You can find us. Not a lot of activity there because that's his department. Yeah, sorry, but they told me that I need to start keeping B money in line. Mm. So I thought, what better way than to dress up as a referee? I got the whistle. I'm official. 
I got my glasses because now people can't say, you can't see anything, ref, put your glasses. I already have my glasses on so I can see everything. I see right through you right now. So you say something wrong, I'm going to flag you. So when I used to ball, okay, and okay. this is in football or basketball, I was always that guy out there that was trying to like buddy-buddy with the refs because I always felt like you give them a little love. Of course love. B-Money was. Yeah, you give them a little love, they give you a little leeway on the, you know, you, you could start talking a little smack as long as it's okay smack. I was that guy. I was kind of like the guy patting them around the side. See, I was the opposite guy. I was the guy getting technicals and thrown out of games because I was yelling at the referee. So, don't rail at me, please. We're in a boxing gym. We'll throw down. It's going to be the throw down in Joe Town. Um, wow. I boxed in St. Joe, Missouri one time. And you and called they it the had, throw down in Joe I Town? didn't put it on, but the promoter called it the throw down in Joe Town. That's actually pretty cool. That is like actually, that. It is. I like that. I like that. Off topic, of course. Well, usual. how about the throw down in O-Town? Boom. Done. Boom. Trademark. Wow. Right here. There's two O-Towns for me because I grew up in Osborne, Missouri. Yep. We're in Orlando, Florida right now. So we're, we're going to have a throwdown in O-Town. It's going to happen. You heard Credit it here B-Money. first. You heard it here first. Today is June 27th, if you are, aren't aware. Uh, oh, yeah. Episode we, 52. Fi- episode 52 for the number one Beards, Bourbon, and Boxing Podcast shot in Orlando, Florida, specifically in a boxing gym specifically in Laureate Park, shot on a Sunday or Monday, today is Sunday. <laughs> I always love the very end, shot on a Sunday or Monday, and today Listen, is Sunday. that's a very important demographic, and we're number one in it, okay? In the world, in the folks. World. We're not just talking about Orlando, Florida. We're no, talking no, no. about the world. We're on the big stage. Yeah, yeah. We're but, on the big stage. But it has to be the demographic shot in Orlando, Florida, specifically Gloria Park, specifically a boxing gym. Exactly. On a Sunday or Monday. You can't beat that. You can't beat the Today's TH Sunday. boxing facility. No. So What? Okay. Yeah. Anyways, we can travel. Javante. Yes. Amazing. All of our fun talk, all we want to talk about, let's get right into the boxing stuff. That's what you're here for. That's what our followers are here for. Subscribe below, by the way. Uh, also, give us Thanks a thumb Thanks for up. 100, by the way. Yeah, we're up to 100. I we think hit, we, we could double s- that uh, in the next uh, couple, uh, couple millennia. <laughs> so, Gervonta Davis, Mario Barrios. Barrios? Barrios? Yeah, whatever. Barrios, Barrios, Barrios yeah. Uh, we get the solid, point. Solid matchup. 11th round TKO in Gervonta Davis's favor. Give us the rundown here. Give us your thoughts. Weekend Trev. A phenomenal fight, and more phenomenal that Gervonta moved up a couple weight classes mm-hmm. uh, to 140, which is light welterweight or super lightweight, I believe they call it. So there's, there, either way, it's 140 pounds. And I actually low-key admitted this to B-Money before we started recording. I said, low-key, I almost put a feeler out there that said, beware of an upset, possibly, because of the height difference. And, and Barrios is 26-0. and 0. Like, the dude is undefeated sure. world champion. WBA world champion. Like, the dude's undefeated for a reason. He's good. And he's bigger. And he not, it, wasn't just his, um, it wasn't just his weight that was bigger. The height difference. Yeah. And if you watch Gervonta's fight against Leo Santa Cruz, Santa Cruz, um, in my opinion, was outboxing him. And I think the scorecards were, I think Gervonta was only up one point on the scorecards, but he was putting together such an amazing game plan and doing the right things um, against Gervonta that I thought Barros was going to do the same thing. I thought he was going to have a heyday with him, but 
Uh, B Money, I'm looking at the scorecards right now. The scorecards are so lopsided that I don't agree with them. They had, at the time of the stoppage, they had it 96-92 for Javante, 97-91 for Javante, 96-92. The reason I bring the scorecard up is because I think in the ninth round, maybe uh, Floyd Mayweather came into earlier. the corner. It might have been six or seven. I don't, I don't, don't quote any of us on yeah, that. Mayweather but, yeah, Mayweather came, came into the corner and said something to Javante, who he promotes, and it was just like, hey, unofficial, you're down on the scorecards. And Javante kind of freaked out. I was like, what? And, and maybe there's like, unofficial, man, unofficial. He goes, but step up, be great, do what you do, whatever. Yeah. And, dude, I'm giving, I'm going to give Javante a lot of credit because I, I've been a big critic of him because of his outside things that he does. I don't think he has a lasting ability in boxing with his extracurricular activities, but his talent inside that ring, it's phenomenal, man. It is. It's phenomenal. He literally put away Barrios in the 11th round mm. and he put him away in just like spectacular fashion. The fact that he put this guy away and he moved up to 140 pounds when he turned pro, I believe like 126, which is like featherweight. He literally turned pro at 126. He moved up to 140, which is like three or four weight classes above where he turned pro at. So I think three different weight divisions now is one world titles in, which yes. is phenomenal. Yeah, the you guys don't that, realize just, one world title is great. Just having success alone in three different weight classes, two to two different weight classes is, is impressive. But then also to carry a belt in all three of those, even that much more impressive. I think we saw kind of the same things there, Week and Trav, as we were talking about the fight. It wasn't exactly lopsided. I mean, no, it was a that good was a fight. fight. It was yeah, very it was competitive. competitive. And, and you know what? Javante Davis was making up for that reach difference, that height di- uh, uh, difference. He was doing what he, what he normally does there. We, you mentioned Leo Santa Cruz, kind of the same, same story there. He was figuring out ways to close that gap and show his yeah. power. The yeah. fact that you can translate that power from such a natural lighter weight, and as you get older, and naturally you get older, you get heavier, to have that same power yeah. is amazing. Yeah, and I think that's – so you want to rewind a little bit and talk about a guy, Adrian Broner, who was knocking people out 130 pounds, 135 pounds, and then he moved up to 140 and even 147, and you didn't see that same power because mm-hmm. usually that's what happens. When you move up, it doesn't have the same effect on the other bigger guys. However, Gervonta, he didn't put that myth to bed, but – he gave it a really good start. He yeah. put it down. He's reading it a bedtime story right now. It's not to bed yet, Mm-mm. but he's reading it a bedtime story because he moved up to 140, and guys, watch the fight. He, 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 put, he there, put it on this he guy. He sat there. He pulled out the old book, Good Night Moon. Good Night Moon. I don't know. I read that <laughs> as, a, as a little kid. And instead of Good Night Moon, it was Good Night Mario. And he I took like him. it. 11th round, Good Night Mario. Put him round, down, I think, in the 8th. Yeah, put him down in the 8th, and then put him down once in the 11th, and then he stayed down. So, And Barrios had a cut under his eyes from a legal punch. So it was a great fight. Listen, again, I'm going to say this. I am so biased when it comes towards boxing, but boxing's been delivering. Last yeah. weekend was a good weekend. This was a this very weekend good weekend. This weekend was a good weekend. Um, a hodgepodge weekend last weekend, but all those fights were pretty solid. Yeah. They might not have been promoted to where we would have liked, but very solid. If you tuned in, you enjoyed it. And frankly, I mean, I'll... I have to say, this wasn't exactly promoted great either, in my opinion. Um, you, uh, I mean, obviously, we, we both run a, a 52-week-long boxing podcast, so we're somewhat in the world of boxing, yeah, yeah, you of more course. than me. Uh, but, we're, but we're paying attention, and even me paying attention, I still don't feel like it was promoted that soundly. Yeah. Right? Because I think, uh, I think uh, especially ESPN, they want to cover more on what's going on the, in the NBA playoffs right now and all that sort of stuff. Hockey's definitely in, in action, getting into the Stanley Cup Finals close to it anyways. I think we might have uh, the Lightning, Tampa, Bay Lightning, Tampa Bay Lightning made it. So this still felt like it flew under the radar a bit. Um, I mean, listen, I, I don't know 
how or where you kind of base that on like what more would you want to see i guess my impression say? the impression from my loins from your loins okay so i think the ratings are going to turn out to show that like it was promoted well because the ratings are going to be very good mm. but i just i i think that for most of us that watch to us a well-promoted show is a Manny Pacquiao versus Floyd Mayweather. You saw it everywhere. Well, that's, you saw that's, it everywhere. that's crazy. Yes. That's, Super fights. So when we don't see that. To me, that, that's more the exception. So when we don't see that, though, we think we're like, oh, my gosh, they could have done such a better job. But I think they're doing the best they can with what they're working with in terms of it's just ESPN. It's not pay-per-view. I guess Tank actually was well, on Tank, ESPN. Tank, Tank was on was Showtime. Time, yeah. So oh. they, I think it was promoted well, meaning that they're going to get good ratings, and I think a lot of people actually did end up tuning in. And they, so had, a in UFC, that regard, they had a UFC event to contend with as well. They had a BK, BK whatever, the, the, what's that, bare knuckle stuff, that, that going stuff, on yep. as well. There so, was a bi- it was a big weekend for combat sports, which is great. We're, combat we are, sports taking over, bro. We are combat sports advocates. We are not only boxing or, or MMA. I would rather see, as long as it's competitive, you have two, two men in there or two women in there, really just it's pure on combatant versus combatant. I'm a supporter of that crap, 100%, all day long. So, yes, another big weekend, not just for boxing, but in general. Combat sports. Combat sports is is doing wonders here and I think is setting up themselves very well for the future. They were the first ones when we – think about it. Rewind a year ago, Weekend Trap, a year. When we were first developing this concept, we started a boxing podcast in the middle of no sports. Yeah, we did. There was right in the middle nothing. of a pandemic, 2020. There was nothing. That's right. And the first things that started leading us out were combat sports. Yep. Not team sports. Yep. Football, yes, I mean, kind of, but boxing started coming back. It did. We had some big boxing. And that's what's, that's what's helped. And so, Gervonta Davis, let, let's, let's give a final thought here. Later in the show, we'll go to what, what's next for him, but let's button up this event. Yeah, I don't know what's next for him, but you know what I would like to see? Because I mentioned this guy's name already. And I want to mention it again. I don't know if it'll happen, but he's got Mayweather ties. I think I would not mind if Adrian Broner got another big fight and it was against Tank. Because May- Mayweather and Adrian Broner used to be like, oh, they're kind of semi-tight, whatever. And Tank and Mayweather are semi-tight. They have a little falling out every once in a while. But I would like nothing more than to see Tank knock out Adrian Broner. That's, That's this kid's appeal again. He doesn't deserve big fights, but because he's got under enough people's skin, like yeah. mine, I will openly admit my weakness in this. He doesn't deserve that fight, but I would like to see him get knocked out by Tank Davis. And that whole Mayweather connection, it could be make for a really, really good lead-up because Adrian Broner and Mayweather kind of had a little falling out. Now Mayweather is promoting Tank Davis, so it would be really, really good. A little grudge match almost. So, so the real question mark is going to be what weight class, I think. I mean, he stepped up, what, two, two different weight classes? Yeah, is he going to stay at 140? I don't know. I don't know. So that, that is the question mark as to what could possibly be next. I, I'd imagine it's going to be wherever the money's at, to be honest with you. There's a lot of names in the hat at, around that weight division. Yep. So it's going to be tough to pinpoint what would be next for him. Uh, I mean, I, Josh Taylor's been thrown out. I yep. saw that. A huge fight. That's 140. A huge fight. Yep. I think that what uh tank davis did and maybe this was because of mayweather um advisement but he did a great business move because he can fight from 130 to 135 to 140. you have that kind of um leverage over three divisions 
You just put yourself in that mix to make some big, big money because now you can pick from three weight divisions the best in every one of those weight divisions, the biggest money fight, and you're there. Yeah. You're going to get it. There's no reason why you won't get it because you're literally undefeated. You've done 130, 135, 140. Like, he deserves it. So business-wise, phenomenal move. Boxing-wise, phenomenal move because the kid can fight and he's exciting. And, I mean, the kid knocked this guy out, by the way, in the 11th round. And I can tell you as a boxer, my legs are usually gone 99.9% of the time after a boxing match, right? Mm -hmm. Tank freaking did a backflip off the yep. top rope, yep. bro. Like, after 11 rounds of boxing, he did a backflip. Like, yeah. kudos. He had two spotters just in case right there. I at saw the those buckle. guys. But, but they, the he gold, didn't ask for it. They ran out but there. The, but the gold tassels were flowing. He yeah. looked good. He looked impressive in that fight. You want to see maybe an Adrian Broner. I wouldn't mind seeing a Josh Taylor thrown at him. A more legit fight, you're correct, I think that's Taylor. more legit, so that's why I don't think that would be the next one. Yeah. I think there's going to be something in the middle yeah. if Josh Taylor's name is floated out there down the road. Who knows? But Javante Davis, believers out of us. He made a believers out of us on this one. Um, now just get the personal stuff all worked out. Let's transition on to another kind of a smaller fighter. For the weight class, right? Uh, mm -hmm. So we're talking Lomachenko. He made his comeback uh, against Masayoshi Nakatani. Yep. And that was on ESPN, uh, uh, ESPN Plus top rank on Saturday. Yep. yep. Weekend Trav, impressive. I mean, I, I, watched, I watched this thing. It was impressive from round one through round nine. It was the typical Lomachenko fight. A few rounds, processing data, processing what Nakatani's thrown at him. Nakatani being very timid in there because knowing full well who is on the other side of that, that uh, ring from him. But, I, man, I tell you what, off of a shoulder surgery and to be back and looking that impressive, yeah, it was pretty incredible to watch. It was. And, I mean, to be fair, it was a hand-picked opponent essentially because it was funny. Here's exactly why Lomachenko mm. then picked him mm -hmm. is because he'd fought Lopez. Yes, and took and he Lopez the distance, the distance. 12 yeah. rounds. Although Lopez won 10 of the 12 rounds on all three judges. No, he won 11 of the 12 rounds on one of the judges' scorecards. So he utterly, utterly dominated the guy. But didn't put him away. But didn't put him away. But what I want to say about this is, I know that I'm not going to be gushing over Lomachenko like some people are. Um, I forget the guy's name that was commenting on our previous podcast, uh, episode 51, about Lomachenko. And I'm going to do this. I'm going to rewind a little bit and say that Lomachenko was supposed to look good against this guy. He had a guy in front of him that was essentially no disrespect to any boxer. I really don't mean this as disrespectful. I just mean this is Nakatani was a punching bag. And yeah. I mean, that's what he was. What he was, was a punching record? bag. What was his record? 19 and 1 going into the fight. His only loss was to Lopez. Okay. But he hadn't fought anybody before that, though. That's the thing. He fought a 5 and 0 guy just like three fights ago. So, listen, I'm not disrespecting the guy. He's there. He fought for a world title. He's on that, on that stage against a Lomachenko. But what I want to say is, I can't take a lot from that fight because Lomachenko was supposed to look good. And when you have a guy in front of you that literally stands in front of you and lets you punch him, you're going to look good. 99% of people are going to look good when a guy stands right there in front of them, okay? Lomachenko is special, though. Agreed. I will not – I will – listen, I openly agree that Lomachenko is special. But I don't think this fight told us what we wanted it to tell us. No, I no. don't. Yeah. Did he knock him out before Lopez – and quicker than Lopez did? Yeah, but he did in the ninth round, and I don't know that it told me anything different about yes. what I already so, thought about so Lomachenko. So the ref jumped in on the ninth round, and really the ninth round is where all the punishment was really happening. He had knocked him down, or he slipped. 
a total of three or four times in the fight. Um, Lomachenko was as smooth out there. Okay, he was the slips, the rolls, everything was. He he put almost everything on display, including his midsection. That to me, when you watch this fight as well as when he fought Teofimo Lopez, yes, I know his shoulder was hurt in that fight, uh, leading into that fight, but it just seems to me that he wants to bait people into his midsection. He's willing to take that punishment. So I don't I don't know what part of the computer processing for the Matrix this is, but it's obviously working because. For as much punishment as, as uh, Nakatani may have given him in the midsection, it didn't matter because he slipped around it, rolled around it, olayed him a couple of times, yeah. and he was back. Boom, boom, boom. Combination, combination, pump, peppering him. And it really just started unloading on him on the ninth round. Very, just very impressive. For this to be the post-surgery fight, and I yes, I know, he was basically the, the purpose for fighting this guy was, number one, because he should beat him. He should beat him. Yep. He should beat him, and it's a, it's, it's a quality opponent. It's not it's not like a name drop opponent, but no. it's a quality opponent, and it's somebody that took Teofimo the distance. Yep. That's a mental game. For sure, and we don't know what was going on in the Teofimo Lopez fight. Maybe there's sometimes that fighters legitimately, I'm telling you right now, that sometimes fighters will go into a fight, and they'll be instructed or kind of told, we need you to get rounds. We need you to get rounds sure. in. We need you to go 12. And maybe they decided before that fight even happened that, like, you know what? We want you to go 12. Well, I want to see how you go in 12 I, I think and part test of it, yourself. I think part of it, again, when Nakatani took on Teofimo, I believe when I, when I heard some of the post-fight stuff, had to do with height. And what, Nakatani's a tall guy. What is he, six yeah. foot, six one, something like that? Yeah, but, I mean, Lopez is short like uh, Lomachenko, though, too. Lopez He's is not that fi- short. Oh, no, Lopez is 5'8". So this is the tallest, guy that, gave him that, much the tallest guy that both of them have fought. So. Yeah. Teofimo went in there, and I think that was the hesitation was because of the height and reach difference. 5'11 and a half, so pretty much six foot, though. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And Lomachenko, he's listed on that as 5'7. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, Lomachenko's more like 5'7. Five, 5'7 five, with stilts on, right? Yeah. So I yeah. think, so when two years ago, when Teofimo took on Nakatani, I believe yeah, they that have was a five, the problem. Yeah, they have a 5'7. I don't agree with that. The problem wasn't anything else other than the fact that he was trying to process his height and whatever. For sure. So this was a statement win. This was a statement and a mental win for Lomachenko. And there's a reason why Lopez, uh, Lopez's father was waiting. He was waiting to try to rush the ring, to try to, you know, tee everything up. I think that's a dangerous play because, number one, Teofimo hasn't gotten past uh, Cambosis yet. Yep, yep. And, and I'm sorry. What... There's plenty of pe- people saying, oh, he doesn't have COVID. He just couldn't make weight. I don't know about that. I probably had COVID. I believe that he had – whatever happened, I believe it. And COVID has just been stupid and it's been a nightmare for everybody. But we still don't know – we don't still don't know what's going to be the result for him physically when he comes back. Yeah, yeah, we don't. It could be nothing. It could be something. And now the rumor is possibly maybe not even August on that one. It might get pushed off to September. Well, I don't think so because the dad came in the post-fight. Him and Bob Arum actually came in an interview with uh, – I forget the guy's name, but it was an ESPN, and even Bob Arum said something about um, him getting over COVID. And he's like, oh, no, 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 he's already back to training. He's good. He's good. Well, the dad said he was 100% well, crap, healthy I would hope good. so, because guess who freaking trains him? His dad. Yeah, yeah. And his so dad was there. His dad would know. And so his, like, well, no, but, but the fact that his dad was there around everybody – and, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and, you know, possibly the carrier of this stupid thing. That's why we don't even, like, exactly. we just don't know. That's a whole know. other story, right? Yeah. But, but the, the, so my takeaway, let's go back to the actual fight at hand. Lomachenko looked solid. Oh, Coming for sure. off of surgery. He, did. he looked, 
He looked like Lomachenko. He looked like Lomachenko. People, if you're seeing the highlights, you'll see a little nick above the head, but that was a head uh, accidental headbutt, I think, in the first or second round. Other than that, he had no damage on him. Yeah. None. The guy's such a clean fighter, man. Clean. And he just, he walked through him. He, did, he basically played with him for about eight rounds, and the ninth round, he took it home. Yeah. I mean, that's Lomachenko. Lomachenko, literally, that's why I didn't really need to see this fight because... I'm on air saying it multiple times. I'll say it again. I'm on an L.A. Sackback video saying it where I think that if Lomachenko and Lopez rematch, I said it in January. I yep. said if they rematch, yeah. I think Lomo, I'm picking Lomo. Yeah. And this fight didn't change my mind one way or the other. It's Lomo looked like Lomo. Yeah. He made me more confident in my pick, but I'm not changing it. I think that if Lopez gets past Cambosis, which he should, but that's going to be a tough one. If he gets past him, um, I see Lomachenko beating Lopez. Like, yeah. and I'm not trying to take anything from Lopez because I think Lopez 100% won the first fight. Fair and square. Injury or not, I don't care. I say it's fair and square because Lomachenko, if he was injured, he shouldn't have took the fight. So, fair and square. When they both step into that ring, you're, he- you're healthy in my mind. Yeah. So, if you stepped it through the ropes, you're healthy. Meaning that when Lopez beat him, I'm not taking any credit away from Lopez for beating him because his, in- his-, his shoulder was a little injured. I got to give Lopez credit. Lopez won fair and square. He mm-hmm. won a decision fair and square. I watched the fight. There was only a couple of rounds that I could 100% give Lomachenko. Sure. There was a couple of rounds where he literally did dominate a couple of rounds for sure. The other rounds were close for sure, but Lopez won that fight. Long story short of all of that is I like what I'm seeing out of Lomachenko again. Mm-hmm. The guy looks like he's back to the matrix, back to himself, back to what he does the best. He's smart. He's intelligent. He puts his punches together in volume. Yep. He's not a one-punch knockout guy, never has been, but he will volume punch you and place his punches so well that you won't know what hits you. So I honestly, about your, the midsection comment, I've honestly never noticed that with him, but what I, what I think it could be is um, Lomachenko has been knocked down to the head multiple times now Mm. so i think maybe he is a little gun shy so what he does is he'd rather give his body up than his head so maybe that's why they're just so high and he gives his midsection up maybe i don't know i mean this is a mental thing for sure for him but it could be where his body's like good his body's strong i've never really seen him hurt to the body so maybe he's just trying to protect his head because he's been dropped before i mean listen strong multiple times strong like bull so uh, when it comes to teofimo lopez we're going to be coming on, by the time he fights, if he fights in August, that's about 10 months since the guy's had real action, and that's yeah. not good. Um, I mean, we were singing his praises just a few weeks ago, but now there's just question marks. Like, we just yeah. don't know. I mean, the more you're out of the ring, that's just natural progression of things. Out of, out of the ring, you throw this stupid China virus involved in it, too, so you just don't know. Uh, and, and then you have a very eager Cambosis on the other side now. Yeah. And now this is going to be two months removed of when they should have fought. He's going to be even that much more eager to shut this yeah. thing down. He's been away from his family for this long, dude. He's from, like, what, Australia? Yeah, You know he exactly. probably didn't fly back home. So, so, let's, so let's do this on, this, on, on Lomachenko. I, I mentioned what's the what's next for all mm-hmm. these guys. Mm-hmm. So, Lomachenko, we understand what's next potentially. Let's go in hypothetical mode. Let's say George Cambosis beats Teofimo Lopez. What, then, is next for Lomachenko? It's got to be Cambosis. You think? It's got to be. Okay. I think that it will. I think it would be Cambosis. I think Lomachenko beats Cambosis. Oh yeah. And all all that's going to need to happen is, honestly, it depends on how he beats um, Lopez. If Cambosis, if Cambosis beats Lopez, it depends on how that fight goes. Because honestly, Bob Arum is notorious for this stuff. Notorious for like not giving a crap 
about those fights and just getting a rematch regardless mm-hmm. and just b- bypassing all the, the, the loss for one and still would do a rematch. And honestly, we'd all buy it still. Sure. That's to be fair. Absolutely. If Lopez and Lomachenko fought, even though Lopez just lost, I would buy that fight still. Yeah, that's still. Because I think it would be a circumstantial win, meaning like maybe all the stuff that's been going on, you know, the, the delays, the, all that he's been out of the ring for mm-hmm. 10 months. So I would still buy it, and I wouldn't be surprised if Top Rank and Bob Arum do that. So it could be, or Lomachenko could be like, hey, I want to get, get an easy fight. I'm going to beat it up on Cambosis, and then I'll fight him. Yeah, I want my belts back. Yeah, then I'll fight him. So 100%. Yeah. I think that I think that's the key right there. What you're saying, I think that there won't be a rematch based on. I think that Lomachenko is going to be like, I want my damn belts back. Yeah. I don't care about you. Right off in the sunset, if you have to, but I'm gonna fight Cambosis. If you fight somebody after Cambosis, or maybe you try to rematch Cambosis and beat him, then I'll fight you. But otherwise, I want my belts. Yeah, because here it is. It's it's if you remember right after the fight back last year, you're like, no on the rematch. Yeah. No. It's, fu- it's funny how that works, right? It's funny how that works. So that's, that's obviously a very much hypothetical, and so we don't want to write off George Cambosis. I know we, we kind of did on our prediction, but that fight never materialized because of freaking China. But, you know, it is what it is. So to us, that seems to be what, what would be the natural progression of things uh, for Lomachenko. But once again, the final, the final take on that fight with Nakatani, man, he looked good. He looked like the old Lomo. Yep. I, it's hard to find something other than like the abdomen area i mean it's hard to find something that was wrong i mean he just looked good he just looked good his footwork is awesome i mean few up-and-coming boxers kids watch this guy his footwork is unbelievable his placement and how he positions himself at every single turn of the game is phenomenal until you actually do boxing you don't realize actually i think even watching him you might even realize how amazing what he does it is but like as a boxer my whole life and i watch what he does i'm just like guys that's special he, like you well, can't well, do here's stuff a, here's like the that thing. he doesn't have even for guys his size he doesn't have a, like an awesome reach or anything no he's short he's, he's five seven but he's literally five five it's five his, six it's his footwork that extends that for yep. him he is just smooth like butter out there i mean oh, it's incredible it's incredible to watch. I mean, I'm, you're just watching amazement. I, and I'm sorry. I mean, it seems like we all have a massive, you know, heart on for Lomachenko. But, dude. He deserves it. Dude's, dude's a stud. So. I mean, I don't mean that in – okay. Oh, boy. Anyway. Oh, boy. Anyway, so <laughs> that's the final take on those, those two fights. It was a great weekend for boxing. I think it's going to be kind of a light weekend given the 4th of July weekend coming up this, yep. this time around. I, I didn't see anything major on the calendar. Correct us if we're wrong. We nah, could be wrong. There's, there's nothing. I, I we're never wrong. I think they're. <laughs> I think usually, if you look in years past, it always happens. It's Fourth of July weekend. There's not usually a lot of fights because most people, it's the Fourth of July. You're outside setting off fireworks. Nobody's usually inside. And boxing promoters, please don't schedule yeah. boxing matches on the Fourth of July because I'd rather be outside enjoying the fireworks you know, than and, inside. And even if you're local or or. Uh <laughs> our, our actual leader of this country says that we shouldn't be celebrating. Celebrate the Fourth of July, America! Definitely. Happy birthday, to. America! Happy like, come birthday, on, America! Look at all, look at the lengths we've come as a country. Doesn't matter your political affiliation, but look over the past 365 days. Look where we are now. Yeah. Incredible, and getting better and con- consistently better. Yeah. Not because of one person or, or 10 world leaders or, or U.S. leaders, because of us. The American us too, but, citizens. But America. Yeah, agreed. I agree with that. Like we, we band together when we need to, and that's why we're called the United States. Yeah. We're a bunch of states that got together and united, and we overcame a lot of craziness, which was 
the British Empire, which, whatever. It's so funny about that is that almost every year I'm usually in England on the 4th of July. Oh, sure. Because, well, because my wife it, is So in. it's Wimbledon. And yeah. let's talk about that real briefly here, um, or as brief as we need to. So your wife is out there currently. Give us a rundown of why she's at Wimbledon. So, yeah, it's, it's crazy because usually she's there playing, mm-hmm. but she's also five months pregnant, uh, almost five and a half months pregnant, actually. She's coaching a player, Danielle Lau, um, American, who graduated from USC out in California. Uh, she qualified for the main draw of Wimbledon, which is pretty awesome. Incredible. This is Irina's first, like, full-time coaching gig because she's she's pregnant. Like, so she stopped playing, obviously, and she's been coaching this girl for, I don't know, four or five months maybe. And literally, this is the first time this girl has ever qualified yeah. for Wimbledon. So it was like, it was a special moment. Like, and I'm pretty happy because Danielle's been here to our house in Orlando. She stayed here and trained nice for weeks girl. at a time. We, we met her at Super your house. polite. Super nice. Um, so her, her playing, her final playing match was, you mentioned against who or against the number? No. So the, the second, so the semifinals yeah. of qualifying, she beat the number two seed, yeah. uh, in the whole, like literally number two seed in qualifying, which that girl normally with her ranking would have been in the main draw. Yeah. So it was very unfortunate for that girl to lose because she normally based on her ranking would have already been it in the main draw. It wasn't even close. It was like six, two, six, two. No, she six, like won two, straight six, sets. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was like, she, she won pretty heavily. Yeah. But, uh. Yeah, so she's doing phenomenal, and and like I'm not listen as a as a player or as a as a boxer, and I box myself, um, and I coach as well. Irina's not taking credit for this at all, but it's just I think she does deserve a little bit of credit. Obviously, sure. I'm her I'm her biggest one of her fans, so I think Irina deserves a lot of credit. But Danielle is just she's playing free. I mean, her boyfriend came out there with her as well, yep. so it's just a really good setup. It's got good vibes all around. That's so I great. think they all can take a lot of credit for what she's done. But it's she so, plays tomorrow. Listen, there's there's talent, but there's also directing the talent. So coaching is extremely important yep. too. Uh, but the fact that Danielle has the talent to be number one where she's at now, but also getting into the full field, that's awesome. Awesome. So, so congratulations to her for, for getting to where she's at currently, and then we're rooting for you too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep going. She's not done yet. We ain't done. Yeah, we're yeah. not done. She has a really good chance too. She's playing a British girl actually as well. So could be awesome. Katie Bolter, so she's playing, who's very good. But it's a great opportunity for Danielle to actually right. make it to the second round time, time of put, Wimbledon. Time to put her down because you know what? You know what? Obviously, Fourth of July is coming up, but you know what they think of that day over across the pond. It's happy treason day. <laughs> happy treason day to us, to us Americans over here. I'm sorry. I have a lot of British friends, but I'm sorry. It's just happy birthday, America, still. And, and by, the, by the looks of it, you wouldn't have wanted to put up with us anyways. I mean, look at the way we are. Right? Come you on know, I think you were we're fine. We're just snobby Americans aware You were fine clipping us off of, the, <laughs> off of the empire. You're trimming the fat off, yeah. essentially. Well, yeah. I mean, look. I mean. <laughs> Got a little bit. I've gained. I haven't been able to stick to any sort of like specialized diet or anything. I don't know. I like lifting too much, and I like eating. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, uh, we can trap. We talked to fights. Mm-hmm. We talked the fact there's nothing really coming up. But let's nothing talk major. to the fact that we have done this now for 52 straight weeks. Holy cannoli. And next week will be, I guess, the anniversary episode. Um, wow. What do what do what comes to mind when I ask you about this? How does it feel to have been at this I mean, for 52 straight weeks? Listen, it's pretty awesome because if you look at my Insta- my personal Instagram, in January of 2020, I made a post and I said, Travis Hartman Boxing Podcast is coming soon, right? That was January. Mm-hmm. Okay? January 2020. Mm-hmm. I didn't follow up on that 
I mean, life got busy and I didn't. Sure. And I remember we talked about it. We discussed it even like we should do a podcast, right? Well, Be Money finally in July of 2020 comes over to my house and says, we're doing a podcast today. I'm packing everything up. We're coming over. We're going to do it. We recorded our first podcast Brutal. in our upstairs bedroom. No, no, no. Of my the first one was downstairs. second one was upstairs. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So, yeah, it was in my kitchen. And listen, you guys can see all this. Uh, if you're still go, there. If you go into all of our videos on YouTube and even if you're, wherever you're following us on the audio, everything is out there. So, you just scroll down to the very bottom. Um, when, when you had presented me with the idea or you've been talking about thinking about doing this, whatever else, we're just sitting around having, we're drinking. Spitballing, man. We're at, we're at a known, or, um, where were we at? Nona Blue? Can't remember. I can't remember. We either, were drinking actually. somewhere here in Orlando and we were just having a good time. We we're just like happy houring or something like that. And before we know, it's like two hours roll by. Oh, no, I think it was Nona Blue because we might have been watching a, a football game or something. I something think it was Nona Blue. Maybe it was. Yeah, yeah. And so we were just drinking and talking the whole time. Like, when we get together, we talk. We don't just sit there and, you know, look at the the wall and, you know, smack our puds or anything. <laughs> smack our puds. We're, we're talking and whatever else. And so two hours rolls it's by. It's never boring with us. Yeah, we, and I'm like, dude, that was, that was it. I don't, I don't know if anyone wants to hear it, but that was one. That was an episode. You literally, every time we would hang out from that moment on, you looked at me and you go, that's an episode right there. Like, Travis, that's an episode. Yeah. Because, like, we just get together and we just, like, talk sports. So that's how it was. It was, um, and maybe, I, I don't want to steal the thunder of next week's episode because we might be talking about the same stuff. But um, you had a birthday party uh, last year. Damn, that's right. It was around my birthday. Uh, that's right. And we were here, and I was talking to Arena. She's like, She's like, what's up? You guys aren't doing this podcast. I'm like, well, yeah, we are. She's like, ah, you guys aren't going to do it. I said, fine. Just because you said that, I'm showing up Monday. Spurred us on. I'm showing up on Monday, and I'm going to have stuff, and we're just going to set it up and do it. And I have no idea what we're doing, and I still sometimes don't know what we're doing. Yeah, but you know what? Our last episode, man. But it works. No, we just, listen, we don't know everything. We like to talk boxing. We like to talk life. We like to talk sometimes politics, whatever else. We have fun. You guys know this. It's a lot of tongue-in-cheek stuff. You know, the whole number one, beards, bourbon. I mean, yes, we're just light-hearted uh, chaps. Right? I like it. Light-hearted chaps. British, little British in there. Yeah. We just like to have fun. It's two buddies having fun, and we appreciate those that listen to us and watch us and follow us and comment and rib us and whatever else. It's a good time. We have a good time. And so for, for me to be able to sit here with one of my good friends and do this every week... Is that what I sound like? <laughs> That's what I sound like. Sorry, guys. I'm actually used to my voice now by hearing this. Um, and for my spouse to be on board of me coming on a Sunday night and, and drinking a bunch of bourbon with my buddy. Bro, we've drank a lot I of I, I now look at this, though, and I think about this, and I think that maybe we should have a talk because we've now drank for 52 straight weeks. I have a feeling <laughs> we might, maybe we need to dry out. Maybe we need maybe to. Maybe our number one. Um, anniversary episode will be a dry episode. We're getting on the wagon. We're getting on the wagon. <laughs> Let's get right? on the wagon. So maybe. That's, that's coming next week. So next week's going to be, I don't know, we'll figure it out. I'm, I'm going to be out of town with my family. We're doing a little uh, staycation. Staycation. So July 4th, you should have fun, man. It's a good oh, weekend. 100% going to have a great time. I know you're going to have a great time too. Uh, I'm going to have a little FOMO. I don't know what you're doing here, but I'm sure you're going to have a lot of fun or maybe heading out with the Davises. I don't know. We might do something fun. I don't know what yet. Gotcha. But it might be crazy. Well, anyway, Might have to record it. You should. And we need more <laughs> content. So we actually... That would, be our year. that would be our year. I would actually love it if, uh, if folks would give us some thoughts as to what you want to hear and see from us. Not just, 
here's what happened last weekend in boxing, or here's what's coming up. What if we they want to see you with your shirt off? Ooh, that's not a good look right now. It isn't. <laughs> you want to see how sweaty People I am this week? I'm very see sweaty again. The best beard boxing and bourbon podcast um, co-host producer slash awesomeness with the shirt off. Can we, can we, can we get a vote for that guys? Can we get you guys to please comment about how you want to see B money with his shirt off? I want to see this. What happened to all of our Facebook living? That's, that's where <laughs> oh, we, we have got to get back. That's where we got you know all those people. We're going to do it. We're going to get it. Okay. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, we can travel. What am I missing out? What am it's a foul. It's a foul. You should already know what you've been That's missing. It's a flagrant foul. It's a flagrant foul. Listen, no flopping here. You're not LeBron. Stop flopping. We're in combat sports. So, oh, We're going to be. So here's the interesting thing. The ratings for the NBA, uh, the, the, the conference finals have increased this season. Shockingly enough. From last year. LeBron's at home. Hey. Interesting. I'm not saying I'm excited about that, but I'm not not saying that I'm not excited about it. I think. Uh, listen, for, for what he is, great talent, generational talent, not the greatest ever, I don't think, but of this era, yes, he is. Of oh, this yeah. era. Oh, yeah. Uh, 100%. But I, the, guy actually, is, the, the guy sucks. He's not likable to me either, I know. Like, I know. Uh, I, I, it's hard for me to say that because for the most part, it looks like good family guy. You know, there's never been a, there's never been any sort of rumor or storyline there. Like yeah, you he don't was, hear it. Yeah. No. So that stuff you don't very hear it. clean. Yeah. But man, he just he just doesn't shut up. Listen, to be fair, and I got a buddy who can verify this as well. Before LeBron even became political, mm-hmm. he obviously doesn't have the same politics as me. Sure. You know this. Or I mean, he doesn't. I mean, yeah. He doesn't. So that's not why I don't like him. I didn't like him a long time ago. I have my buddies, Will Cat, Will. You better be listening. Um, Will thinks that he's the greatest thing since sliced bread. He always has, though, which is fair. Good for him. He's always thought it. He's loved. LeBron's been his favorite guy, like from the get go. From LeBron's like get go, I'm like, dude, I don't like this guy very much. I just don't. I don't. I don't think he's that good. No, I don't think he's. No, I take that back. I know that he's good. Yeah. I don't think that he's great. I don't think that he's better than Michael Jordan for many, many reasons. But regardless of all of that, LeBron is an extraordinary, exceptional exceptionally talented individual 100 percent. i just don't put him up there with the michael jordans because i don't think he has that like that grit that like just get through a a, a basketball game without crying or flopping he doesn't have like the back c- in the day like those guys i'm showing my age a little bit because i remember guys just talk about this with me but like seriously LeBron is known for flopping like a little i hate that like he I hate flops any, i hate when any guys yeah but he's like known for it but but like, be tough. I'm like, we're combat sports guys. Like, be tough. He doesn't have the killer instinct. And before anyone takes exception to that, I get it. In certain situations, he has. But it's not constant. Jordan always did. He didn't care if you guys were they were up by 20. Yeah. He still had that killer instinct. Listen, there's two things. There's two guys, Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant. Yeah. They had that killer it factor instinct. where they will literally step on your throat and kill you. Yes. That's their thought process. And not literally, I never but figuratively. Saw, that's has what anyone they thought. out there ever seen Michael Jordan... Flop, trying to take an offensive foul. Or have you ever seen Kobe do it? I don't think so. I don't think so either. So to me, not at least as as much as LeBron has. LeBron, LeBron will go down like in in the annals of history as a top ten or fifteen guy, probably fifteen. 
because you could probably fill a lot of names in. I mean, there's a lot of eras of basketball. Basketball's like changed over time too. A so lot. There's a lot of stuff that's changed yeah. too. To be I fair, mean, referees have changed, friendly, so that's why. Yeah, yeah. Yes. But of this era, yes, he is the best. Uh, but he is a flop machine and a crier. And I've seen when he was with the Heat and they're carrying him off the court because he strained a muscle and this kind of crap. Come on, man. Come on, man. I'm a I'm a professional boxer, so. When guys like just limp off about injuries, I'm just I like, hate that. you know what I love about boxing is I always tell people this, not only because it's a one-on-one sport though too, but because there's no timeouts in boxing. You're in basketball, you're in football. You can literally call a timeout Correct. to get an extra All breather, right? Minute. How many timeouts do you get? You get like, you get a lot of timeouts too. Like, so to me, boxing, there's no timeouts, man. Like there's no timeouts. Well, it's not only so. that, we can try in basketball, football, and a lot of these sports, you just get subbed out. And that's another thing, too. <laughs> yeah. Who was it? We were talking, I think it was LeBron, actually. There was this back and forth between LeBron and Tom Brady. And LeBron said that he doesn't think Tom Brady should be in the talks of the greatest athlete ever oh, because, because, though, Tom Brady doesn't play both ways. I know you play both ways, but it's another thing. We're talking about football talking here. Talking LeBron? <laughs> no, but no. Not but, me. No, no. LeBron said that he doesn't think he was – because he doesn't play offense and defense, so he doesn't Still think he should much. be considered in, in the greatest <laughs> of all-time talks. And <laughs> there's anything wrong with that. Um. Not that there's anything wrong with that. But he actually makes a fairly valid point, kind of, because you, you made me think of it because I was like, yeah, you're right. Football players, literally, they play – um, a series, and then they're out. They don't play defense. Like, you literally only play one position or one yeah, but even side so, of the ball. I mean, a quarterback's different, but even so, like, any other position other than, like, your offensive line, you can be really, throughout the game, subbing guys in mm. and out. 100%. So there, there are certain play callings uh, for uh, certain defense, defensive positioning. You're going to get some of the main guys on, on like, D-line and things like that playing the, almost the whole game. But they're still going to be – they're still, like, 80% of the snaps. Almost the whole game, meaning they're only playing defense, though. Correct. Not even playing correct, offense. Correct, correct. So, but once again, com- all these different disciplines. I know you posted recently on your uh, social media uh, accounts about the oh, yeah. the It the was an ESPN sports. study based on 10 categories. And, and so I agree with that. I think – uh, boxing, I, I'd almost say you could kind of lump in just combat sports in general up at the top. They put they had mixed martial arts in there and mixed martial arts. No, they had arts. martial arts, so I don't I don't oh, like it that. Mixed, it was martial arts. So it was just like, martial arts, so that to me is like a lot. That's like freaking taekwondo and karate and stuff. Yeah. No, I think a box, well, boxing is a martial art though. So that's why I, I think don't get a, it. I think boxing and and uh, just combat sports in general is probably the top. It's, it should be for it sure. It should be so. the top. Um, my wife took exception to the equestrian thing. I have no I idea. I saw that. <laughs> I mean, listen. Listen, I, 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 I she, understand each and every. She used to jump horses. She was. She I know did, she did this stuff, and it is. It is an. It is a sport. And it's. I, I get it too. It's also difficult. I get it. I have a guy too that was a bull rider, and he's like, bull riding is so much harder, Travis. You don't realize. And I'm like, listen, I do realize because, in my opinion, on that chart, golf is one of the hardest sports that I've ever played. Golf. And it was like, I think it was top like 30 maybe, but I was just like, in my personal opinion, golf is very hard, but I'm also a boxer. But what people don't realize is you have to get out of your emotions a little bit because that study was a bunch of scientists that got together and they tested literally like 10 different categories on measurable variables. And it just so happened that boxing got number one. It wasn't opinion. So let me ask you, where did badminton fall on that? I th- it was it was Batman? there somewhere. I think it was there somewhere. You know wasn't how tough it? it is to hit that shuttlecock over the net. I just think you. Like, I just think you want okay, to say so shuttlecock. Okay, so let's talk about. 
So we are south fast. So we are drinking Flintlock straight bourbon whiskey. Um, wow, this is different. Okay, so we definitely not had this. Spirit of the Minnesota Territory. Hey. Yeah, it's. From, I like Flintlock because from Princeton, Minnesota. I didn't know there was a Princeton, Princeton in Minnesota. Minnesota. I did not either um, know that. Uh, Minnesota. I like Flintlock right because now, I know what Flintlock is. That's a it's a gun term. Right now, Minnesota is only known for a couple of things that are not good. Uh, but this is from Minnesota Flintlock straight bourbon whiskey. There, it's there's no flair to this thing. You're just drinking, mm-hmm. and there's not like a lot of notes to it. It is just, you're just drinking, and you're like, this is it. But what I will say is, folks, if you look, I'm going to turn the bottle to the side. We've had about half of it. We have. I know. And I told uh, Weekend Trav in pre-production as we started sipping this thing, I'm like, hey, I think this is going to be one where we could probably drink a lot of it without knowing. He did say that. He absolutely said that. So there's, to me, there's not a lot of um, bad aftertaste. There's not a lot of – it's just pretty plain vanilla. I liken it to okay. So let me. This is where uh, the producer starts getting too talkative, which means I've drank too much. I like it. In uh, in in shopping terms, this is like Old Navy. You go to Old Navy. When we were in high school. You go to Old Navy. Yep, I'm a Old Navy. You just get you, kind of your plain clothes, and it's all good. You get a lot of bang for your buck. Good prices, yeah. A lot very of bang good for prices. your buck. This is the Old Navy of the uh, uh, bourbon world. So we're getting a lot of bang for our buck. I it was like thirty bucks too. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't disagree. So I'm ready to rate it then. Okay, I'm ready. so we're gonna go a zero to ten boxing gloves on the Flintlock Straight Weekend Trav, bottled by Universal Brands, Princeton, Minnesota. Give me your thoughts though before you give me your number. Um, I wouldn't disagree with what you said because uh, I've also drank quite a bit of it too. If you, you see us on our YouTube channel, you get to see view us actually drinking this. So. I never blew a whistle on this one because it's pretty good. So, actually, I don't think it's pretty good. I just don't think it's bad. That's a great way of putting it. Okay. If that even makes sense, I don't know. It's not that great, but it's just not that bad. Yeah. Like, I'm, and I'm going to go like, I'm going to go like 6.2. So, like, it's not a complete failure because that's a D. That's like a D minus, right? 60% 60% like I don't a D know, minus. Compared to our other scores, it's not, that's not terrible. It's yeah. like almost like a C. Yeah, exactly. So, like, com- if, you, if, you do a, if, if you do a little curve, if you curve the, the percentage of the test, to then To the right yes. or to the left? <laughs> How's it hanging to the left? Uh, um, but I, I don't know. Um, 6.2, I think I said. Is that what I said? Yes. What are you? What are you? <laughs> I can't uh, even finish this episode. So. Hmm. I'm going to go the same, actually. I was thinking 6.2 anyways, and that makes the math really easy. So, 6.2. Wow. You did that math really fast. Thanks. You must be a financial advisor. I must be. It's average <laughs> two numbers that are the same together. So, yeah, I, I would say it's pretty average. It's pretty low-key. It just is what it is. That, That's uh, what she said. Yeah. Yeah, it is what it is. This is it. Flintlock. That should be their slogan. If you're Flintlock <laughs> bourbon whiskey, your slogan should be... It is what it is. Dude, that's like the best slogan ever, actually, because Boom. I would probably buy this if I... So we went and we just randomly bought this. We didn't even have a review or nothing on it. We just like, we seen this. We're like, oh, this looks pretty cool. Let's buy this because we went to the store to buy it together. In fact, I got more uh, more uh, uh, reward points yeah, at the liquor for store. buying that one. For getting this one. So Flintlock, you should reevaluate your whole marketing 
slogan, and it is what it is. It is what it is. Flintlock. It is what it is. Okay. It's almost like Dos Equis, the most interesting man in the world. Yeah. This is, this is Flintlock. It is what it is. Yeah. Yeah, you're not going to hate it. You're not going to love it. It just is what it is. Just freaking drink it and shut up. That's pretty go. much what they, That's another slogan. You know, we're going to like write slogans for a living, bro. Yeah. We're like jingle writers. I like that. Just drink it and shut up. Just drink it and shut up. Just if shut we ever create face, a bourbon, shut your pie hole. Maybe that's our next. Maybe that's our next step at um, weighing in with Travis Harmon is we start creating our own bourbon. Starting off next week, which is season two, I'm gonna say season two. I like it. Season two. Every Perfect. Week, every week, we're gonna give a new slogan to whatever we're drinking. Boom. Boom. That's Done. it. You guys Done. want marketing that's a, slogans? That's a little we sampling. got you. Little sampling. So we got you. Uh, Flintlock. We're giving six point two boxing gloves out of ten because this is a beards, bourbon, and boxing podcast. So we have to incorporate the boxing gloves. Um, can I? Can I give it six whistles? If you only if you blow it six times, the whistle. <laughs> the whistle. That's what she said. The, blow, the whistle. Wait, wait. No, that's what six he times. said. Is that six? That's six. Okay. Okay. Six. There it is. So, Weekend Trav, let's just go ahead and just transition the heck out of this thing to final thoughts. Transitional. Um, it's been, let's, let's be honest, it's been a pretty awesome 52 weeks, but it always wasn't easy. Mm-mm. Like, we had to, like, take time away from our families and take time away from our days, and both of us are very busy men, so. Mm-hmm. But we did this, folks. We did this for the 100 subscribers that we have. We're looking for more. We're looking for more. Let's get it up. And our last episode, she did say that. Our last episode was our pretty awesome. That was 50, episode 51 was one of our most popular episodes. So it means that we're gaining traction. And we just, just, honestly, we had no real intention on that episode. We were just chatting about what happened and our thoughts. Maybe I'll love that better than all the other craziness that we do. Maybe. But I feel like my wig is going to just, it's going to go viral. I, this wig? wig is gonna go. Vi- oh wait, this natural. Oh. Listen, blonde hair, blonde hair, I blue bleached, eyes. I just thought you bleached your hair and it grew an excessive amount. I did, and then I bleached my beard back to black. It's coming wait. in nice. Keep yeah. it going. I know. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not shaving it because one, we have to keep up with this. Mm. Season two. Demographic. Season two is gonna be our best season yet. Always looking forward. I like that about this guy. Um, so we can trav. My final thought is, I look forward to season. Two, Dos. season two, episode fifty-two is in the books, ladies and gentlemen. Special thanks to our media partners, TH Boxing, IF Enterprises, and Gulfstream Financial. We always appreciate the media support, and to our subscribers, thank you so much for following along with us. If you've been here from the start, God bless you, because we know there's been some weeks where it's been trash. I'll be honest. If you jump ship, I will come. Ooh. I will knock on your door. When you answer it, mm-hmm. run the kisser. That's for jumping ship on us because we're going to be big time. You usually would run in the stomach. Um, so yeah, this one's in the face. If you actually subscribe, you left punch in the face. Season two is, or punches in the face. So that being said, thank you. And if you haven't subscribed, do it now. Do Please. it now and hit the bell icon too. I think that's what they tell you in YouTube school to do is ask the audience to hit the bell icon. So I guess do I'm that. I'm too cool for school. Anyways, I'm not too cool for anything. It's true. It's just probably true. Well, anyways, that's it. That there is Weekend Traff. 
that there's B Money, aka producer, aka responsible for 52 weeks of producing this show. Phenomenal. He actually never picked out one outfit, though. But thanks, B Money. You're welcome. God bless.